Lucky Few podcast listeners and friends, today today's episode, we're just going to get into it because I don't have Micah Mercedes here with me because life, y'all, it's raining in California, which just means that you can't do anything. Just kidding. Medium kidding. Um, but And then there's sick kids at home and then as it goes with life. So it's just me for this little intro. However... Wait till you hear who our guests are, okay? And if you have never heard of them, which I hope you have, um, this episode is so good. It's so good. So we're just going to get right to it. It is time to shout some worth and shift some narratives for people with Down syndrome. Welcome, friends, to the Lucky Few podcast. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this when the podcast comes out, Then we're celebrating Valentine's Day today with one amazing couple, Matthew Schwab and Lucia Romano are here today to share their love story with us and all about their journey of spreading advocacy. We talk about ballroom dancing. We talk about their proposal, which went viral, almost 40 million views of this proposal and what that means. Their moms are here. We talk about the importance of community and family when it comes to our loved ones with Down syndrome being in relationships. Um, So many great things here. Lucia and Matthew are a treasure. We're excited to chat with them today. Welcome to the podcast. Hey friends, Micah here. When Ace was around one, I started to worry about the future. I worried about how to even know where to begin in saving for him. When you have a child with a disability, how do you even start to think about saving money for that child's entire life? It can feel overwhelming and terrifying. That's why Enable Special Needs Planning exists. They provide families with simple solutions and a unique approach to special needs planning. Find out more at enablesnp.com. Okay, everybody listening, guess what is happening on March 8th. Something special. In San Diego, California, there is going to be a live event. That is right. Micah, Mercedes, and Heather from the Lucky Few Podcast. That's us. We're going to be together in person in San Diego, California. Why, friends? Why are we doing this? Oh, everybody, Micah. (laughs) Because we like you. And because we are celebrating the fact that we've had a million downloads. One million downloads. What are we going to do? Show up on our computers? No. (laughs) No. No, we're, we're not. gonna get together in real life. I need to see your face. We're gonna do a little toast. Yes. There is gonna be alcohol what? at the event, Are friends. We adults or oh, what? Boy. <laughs> um, and it's in San Diego, and tickets are on sale right now. Okay, listeners, this is gonna be worth it to come. If you can't make it, we're also doing a virtual ticket. There's only 40 tickets. How many? So it is a small, intimate venue. There's 40 oh seats. Oh my gosh! So hop on that online where you where do you go to buy it. it what is it run don't walk run don't walk luckyfewpodcast.com hit that link get your ticket today invite your girlfriend oh, and your neighbor date night 
however you want to do it. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Woo! We'll see, see you there. there. Before Lucia and Matthew and their moms, Maria and Michelle join us, I'm going to read a review from another fabulous listener. This comes from Kristen, who says, my little man is four and has Down syndrome. Love all the guests and great advice. And I tell all my fellow mamas about your pod and to listen in. I will admit I have not gotten to listen to all your shows, but I'm working on it. Kristen, thank you so much for leaving that review. Hello to your sweet little man who is four. Uh, We appreciate it so much. Don't forget, listeners, that you can leave a review also on Apple Podcasts. And now you can leave us a review on any of the new episodes on Spotify. We love to hear from you. Um, Those reviews help the show be seen. And that gets us more listens. And that gets us more narrative shifting goodness in the world. All right. Let's get to it. All right, listeners and friends, this is the episode I've been looking forward to for months now, probably my whole life and didn't even realize it. But I am here today with the one and only Matthew Schwab and Lucia Romano, and we are so excited to get to hear their love story, more about their engagement. We've had Matthew on before, so this is so exciting that Lucia is here. We're also going to talk a little bit about their love for ballroom dancing. If you have... If you're new here or you need a reminder, I will give you a reminder. Matthew Schwab is a 26-year-old North Carolina native who lives on his own in an apartment that he shares with his younger brother. In addition to being a public speaker, make sure you check out MatthewSchwabSpeaks.com, which we'll have links to, and a community volunteer. Matthew works at Ruckus Pizza, Pasta, and Spirits. Matthew is passionate about changing the way the world views Down syndrome and the entire IDD community. In 2019, he gave a TEDx talk about the importance of employing those with IDD. Matthew and his fiance have been learning to ballroom dance for about three years. And let me tell you about his fiance, Lucia Romano. She's a 27-year-old from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. She lives with her parents and an older sister and a younger brother. Middle child. I'm a middle child. We've never really talked about that before. (laughs) Lucia is bilingual. She was brought up speaking Spanish at home since her family is from Argentina. Lucia has three jobs, two of which she drives to independently with a full driver's license. She works primarily at the Purple Bowl, Weaver Street Market, and 321 Coffee. Lucia is a multi-sports athlete through Special Olympics and has been ballroom dancing with her fiance for the past three years. Lucy is also a volunteer, an advocate, and an ambassador for Gigi's Playhouse and B3 Coffee. Lucia loves inspiring others with Down syndrome to live a full life. We also have, sitting on the sidelines, which we're going to bring into the podcast, both moms, which I'm so excited. Maria and Michelle are here. Maria Romano is Lucia's mom, and Michelle Schwab is Matthew's mother. I've met them both, consider them my friends, all four people here. I'm so grateful to get to be with. Before we get into our questions, I also need to point out to the listeners that episode 66 was our first introduction to Matthew, um, where we had him on to talk about public speaking and self-advocacy. And then in episode 183, 
we had him on to talk about following the lead of self-advocates. Those are both episodes you can hop back to. So Matthew, welcome back to the podcast. And Lucia, welcome to the Lucky Few podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so excited to see you guys. Um, it's been too long. I think the last time we saw each other in person was in DC last April. Is that true? Or did we, were you guys in Florida? But were you in Florida for the Congress convention? I, 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 I was. Yes, Matthew was. I don't think it was fun. Very because I had an exhibitor booth for my business. Okay. There and and also I did a, a couple mm-hmm. themes with the the the, the, the Gigi's network because re- recently I got b- voted in on the board of, board of management for our Raleigh Gigi's Playhouse. Cool. That's great. I remember that. And remember, your mom can remember this too, how there was karaoke happening right next to our booths and it was so loud. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was a good time. That was a fun weekend. Well, you're both here today. And since then, Matthew, when I saw you in Florida, you were not an engaged man yet. Nope. Right? Okay. I'm yeah. okay. I want to, I want to hear about this, but I'm, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here. First, I would love for each of you to share a little bit more about yourself. I gave a pretty good intro there, um, but a little bit more about what you love to do, a little bit more about your work if you want, and then jump into how you first met, and either one of you can go. All right. So I like to start off with talking about who I am. So my, I, I live in North Carolina. North Carolina is a great state. And it's lots of resources for people with disabilities. But for, for me, I'm, I, I'm the oldest of three, bo- three boys, but both are, are adults. And one of them I, I live with in an apartment. My youngest brother is a Marine, so I'm a, I'm a, a Marine brother. And he's, all, he's almost done with the Marines. So I'm happy for him. Amazing. Yeah, and for me, so I'm Lucia Romano, and I'm 27 years old. And I live with my, with my parents, and I have an older sister, Maria, and a younger brother, Fran. And I like to hang out with my friends, family, and also my fiance here, Matthew. Yes. And, and I also like to go visit Argentina because my, that's where my, my parents are from. And and clear my sister too. So I'm a bilingual as well. You are bilingual. Yes, and I I I love going. I I love walking. I love coloring. I love ballroom dancing with my fiance. But I just love living my life and being being myself. I love that about both of you, Lucy. When was the last time you went to Argentina? Actually, I just came back for uh, the other day, so it was, it was so far. It it was good, and then into into a sad mode. Uh, uh, it's because it's my grandma because she passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank I'm you. Very sorry to hear that. How often, how often do you go to Argentina? Uh, sometimes. How, like at once a year. Um, sometimes we go like over summer. Sometimes. And then I was there for a wedding as well. So, yeah, it's been really nice to see all my family down there, my aunts and uncles. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on my cousins. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. I know that we had sent some questions ahead of time, and we'll get to those. But are you guys okay with me jumping around? Yeah, totally. From what we sent you. Okay. I want to ask, and Lucia, your mom is here. I'm gonna bring the moms in early. You guys just stand by because I'm just gonna go all over the place today. But Miss Maria. I would love for both of you to talk about you being bilingual. And here is why. Because I have had parents come to me with new babies feeling like they, there's this idea that speech is already such a, can be such a hurdle for our kids with Down syndrome that it feels overwhelming. Like two languages is going to be too much. Can you talk a little bit about, about your decision to have a bilingual home? and? Give parents like a word of advice if they have both Spanish speakers and English speakers in their home. Okay. Well, for, for us, it was, it was, you know, we were living here. We didn't know if we were going to go back to Argentina or not. So really we didn't have a choice. We could not just raise Lucia Mm -hmm. just speaking English. And then one day we were going to like move back to Argentina and then she would be totally lost. So we decided there wasn't a lot of data. I couldn't find a lot of others that were doing being bilingual, but um, I thought, well, I'm sure it's not going to hurt. We're going to just try. So at home, we just spoke um, Spanish. And then Lucia, through school, she would learn English. And uh, at the time, Mm -hmm. we were also teaching Lucia sign language. So, you know, she was learning English, Spanish and sign language. And at some point, you know, I I remember she was in elementary school and and I signed her up for French class. And um, and I was like, okay, this might be pushing it. And so um, at some point I took Lucia out of the French class and the French teacher stopped me in the hallway one day and she says, why did you take Lucia out of my class? And I said, well, I thought it was a little too much English, Spanish, sign language and French. And she said, Lucia was doing phenomenal. Can you please put her back on the class? And so that was, I I knew that speech was coming slower, probably because Mm -hmm. she was learning more languages, but she was picking up so quickly and we were traveling to Argentina once or twice a year. Um, so it was important for us. And Lucia very quickly understood that if she um, could say food in Spanish, when we got there, she would get all her favorite foods cooked. So um, mm. she was very smart at, at doing that. And uh, we realized that maybe speech was coming a little slow, but it was definitely coming. And so my advice mm. would be, you're not going to harm your child, even if it's slower. Um, I think it gives them, their brain develops differently. Like it wasn't hard for her to pick up French, um, some of the words. Um, and when we travel, she, you know, she'll say, bonjour, you know, she'll say a couple of things that she remembers. So I would say go for it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to harm and it's going to be wonderful. Uh, the fact that people get so surprised when she's there in Argentina, they start speaking English. And I'm like, well, Lucia understands Spanish. You can talk to her in Spanish. And they're like, oh, does she? She's bilingual. And I'm like, yeah, she is. So, mm-hmm. um, so yes, go for it. No limits. No limits in language. I love it. Yes. No limits. No limits. A question, a follow-up question. Thank you for sharing that. With your other kids, Maria, did you 
was it the same kind of process in terms of ha- having a bilingual household with your other kids as it was like she just was you did it with her just like you would with all the other kids we have treated Lucia the same way we tri- we treated Maria. That's, you know, our thing when Lucia was born was the way we see Lucia is the way the world will see her. So we see her with limitations. People will see her that way. Um, so we were like, we're going to do the same thing. And it was important for us. Family is so important to us that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a way, the fact that we moved to the States made it hard for me to not give her that family that we have down there down in Argentina so that was you know we were like we're definitely keeping the language they would call on call Argentina every day to talk to grandparents we would fly there uh, it was very important that they would get the language they would get the culture and one day if we needed to move back it would going to be seamless to move there so um yeah, we've done, you know, the same thing. And when Fran came along, it was the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Super helpful. Thank you. Thanks for letting me ask that. Um, yes. I hope that there's some parents listening who are now feeling more sure about that decision to to be bilingual or to help their kids be bilingual. Very cool. Okay. Back to the whole topic and the reason we're here. Um, so you guys recently got engaged. Right. Can you tell us, let's go back quick, a little bit to the beginning and tell us about how you met. You can start if you want. All right. We, we met 10, we met when we were babies and like, but the only okay. thing that, that she and I did not have any memory of it because we were both babies, but the, the first time, and then from then, and then onward, it was more for our moms connecting to each other. So at the time, Lucy and I were maybe lucky if we saw each other at a, a, down, a local Down syndrome function here and there. But it wasn't until when we, we were in, in high school 10 years ago when we first met and started de- developing actual memories. And that was 2013, we saw... We went to a, a local mall. We went out to eat at our favorite Italian restaurant. And then we went to see Frozen. And many was out in the movie theaters. And that's why Frozen is near and dear to our heart because that movie started this whole journey for us. That Was that your first date? Did that going to the Italian restaurant and seeing Frozen? Actually, yeah, that's exactly right. So there's a. Actually, it was a. First, since we started dating, yes, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, let's see, so Mama did Mama's night at her house, so actually it's really nice that she did that. We had the, the support group as well. When uh, Michelle brought Matthew over, uh, and and then we we met as babies as well. Yes, which is that support group then now but now came to be the North Carolina Down Syndrome Alliance. Oh, very cool. Do you guys have pictures of yourself together when you were babies? Uh, yeah. Oh, I shouldn't know. No. Oh, gosh. Okay. So you started like your romantic relationship in high school, Um, had your first date. <laughs> Lovely. And then, Matthew, you had shared with us before, you've shared with me before about a plan that you had for for your life with Lucia. And part of that plan was 
live you wanted to live on your own and then so that's like check and then you wanted to propose and be engaged can we just hop to the proposal and talk about Matthew I want to hear about like your decision in the timing for that like why you knew now was the right time to be engaged to Lucia I so I've at that time I only known Lucia during our time when we were in, in, in high school. I mean she went to a different high school than than me and but when I so I knew she was the one for me when I was in high school. But when I graduated high school in two thousand seventeen I realized that I, I wanted to propose to her. It and but before our Brawley Jesus Playhouse opened its its doors. It was more of a hope for me. It's like I hope I, I would marry Lucia. But when the doors of our local Gigi's Playhouse in Raleigh opened up and all the programs were were operating, I was like, now and I took part of the, the first adult pro- programming at there, and, and it was then that I realized, oh, it's not hope anymore. I am determined, and I need to marry mm-hmm. her. When what was your process to buying a ring? It it, it took a, a, a long while. I think it overall the whole process took about uh, about a, a year, including asking for the blessing. But for the ring shopping, it lasted like the, the whole summer. My, my mom and I were looking for jewelry jewelry stores at first to get information about the jewelry stores and potential discounts. And, and that that kind of stuff, and we were looking at rings to see what would look good. So we gave them the initial parameters, and then we brought Lucia over for the ring shopping. Yeah, just for the ring size. <laughs> yes, and and to further strengthen mm-hmm. that the, the kind of rings she she wanted, and and we almost had a deal with with one, but we end up. Going to another one because the pre- the previous one was going to be too expensive, and the way I I like to say is that that mm-hmm. that perfect man has to find not just the perfect ring, by the beauty of it, it has to be perfect by how, how much is is affordable because you you don't want to add a strain to your fi- fi- finances, and and that's how I was able to get this. Amazing. I hope everyone heard that. We need you, that needs to be like shouted from the rooftop. Everybody, the perfect man, not just finds the beauty and the perfect ring, but you can afford it. This is very important so that you don't start your relationship with financial strength. Matthew, you continue to be such a gem. Okay, so then Lucia, you had you had tried the ring, you had been sized, but did so? Did you have an idea a proposal was coming? Um, for me, I have no idea what's going to happen, but okay. Yeah, it was like amazing since um, actually, I did a Illinois and Chicago, so we were there for a conference. So it was like mm-hmm. so amazing to have so many people were there. So, uh, actually, it was so nice, and then we get a lot of support, which is nice. Yes. And then for the proposal mm-hmm. to happen for me, I never know what's gonna happen, but for me, it's like so magical for me. It's like really beautiful. It's the best thing I could have gotten. Yes, and and reason why we chose Chicago was 
was because initially we were going to do it at our local Disney Playhouse Raleigh Gala, then at and then uh, then a, a different time like occasion, but both of them were rescheduled due to them going to Argentina because of her grandmother. Yeah. So. Yeah. Life happened, so mm-hmm. and, and at the time yeah. I was holding on to that ring, which was added a whole lot of stress on me. It's like, oh, it doesn't And then when November came came around, and it was that conference that Lucia was talking about was the Gigi's Playhouse Annual Leadership Conference, which is a, a resource for for startup new new playhouses that are starting up start starting up playhouses and existing playhouses to get the resources needed to either start up or to continue existing and 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 since we grew comfortable and grew closer together with the GG's network my, me and my mom thought, thought oh we could do it then because those were people that that we knew so we proposed in Chicago and the whole thing was filmed and shared and then reshared and shared and shared and shared and shared and shared. Um, tell us a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, listeners, we'll link to it. I was, I mean, I could, I just felt like I was celebrating my own family getting engaged. It was so exciting to get to watch. How, how was it for you guys that it got, how'd that feel and how'd you handle with it kind of spreading so far and being shared in so many places? Like basically going viral. <laughs> wow! It's like for us, it's like unbelievable. It has been the vi- the video has been gone viral, and then we get like reporters as well. Uh, we were on the news. We were in People Magazine as well. Definitely. <laughs> and also the same thing with celebrities as well. So we got yeah. shared with Bernard Davis. Yes. And yeah, it's been. <laughs> We have been getting super nice comments and everything. Yes, and, and and the weird part for me was that I'm used to with the prior to this fame. I'm 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 I was more used to with the fame that my business Matthew Swaz speaks has give given me. So and that's only been like a small handful of states nationally and and locally in North Carolina. So I was used to with that kind of fame, but I I wasn't used to this kind of fame. It's like Viola Davis. Wow, she's in the new Hunger Games movie, and she was about us. And then, exciting though, the, the exciting part was that that something happened. This Lucia and her being an all-out big-time rush fan and, <laughs> and, and nerd, the entire big-time rush fan knows about our proposal. Uh, she the craziest thing about my very band is is about big-time rush. So <laughs> I'll be like super obsessed over them, and then. One of them has been so nice. One of them actually commented. One is Kendra Schmidt, and the other one is from from my friend Susanna. And she has a friend was Allie, and she had to message James Maslow on the text. Now she said that video to him as well. Like, oh my god, I did not know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, but me a super nice thing. To just wish her congratulations from me. And also said the rest of the band too. Oh, that's so sweet. Yes. That is all very, very exciting. Yeah. So that I mean, the proposal has been viewed by more than thirty-six million people. Thirty-six million people. Right, right now <laughs> we're we're approaching forty million. 
Wow. Yep. So this, yeah, as these things go, once they hit that, it just keeps keeps circulating, and I'm sure people are going to be following along throughout the journey. And when you guys get married, amazing. What do you think? How do I want to word this? What do you think it's important for a story of two people with Down syndrome getting engaged to have that kind of recognition? And if you do, why? And if you don't, why? Does that make sense? <laughs> you know, what what I, I think I can say is that I think it's important to, to celebrate these kinds of moments because it's not overly common in the Down syndrome disability world because they can't hold mean or 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 Soren says can't hold meaningful relationships or when they do is only a short-lived one and but there's only a a, a small hand, handful that are lucky enough to 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 get that far and I, and I'm glad that Lucy and I are part of that new generation yeah yeah I love new generation because I could see that I could see that for sure. I would love to real quick bring the moms in. Hey, moms, on on this topic. <laughs> so we have here Matthew's mom, Michelle, who has not has not been in yet. There she is, Michelle. And then you already heard from Maria. But when I would love for both of you to talk a little bit about like going back to when you first those first years with a Down syndrome diagnosis. And thinking to the future, if was this part of your idea for your child's future, like to to have to be engaged, to have get married, to have this experience, or were you not even thinking that way? What like if you look back at yourself and now, um, what what are you thinking then, and how it's playing out now? Um, well, it's amazing. Um, we're all very excited about the whole thing, but, um, when they were born, I know, well, when he was born, I know I wrote something for our local, um, Down syndrome group. And one of the things I specifically questioned was, would he ever get married? Um, I Mm. always hoped, but I don't know that I ever thought it would be a thing, but once they started dating and it sort of took off. I think we all assumed that it was the inevitable end. Of course, the beginning of the new journey. Mm. But, but I think, you know, you have sure. to have to remember that when they were born, that was twenty six, twenty seven years ago, and I think the world, you know, their relationship and how viral it went is really helping the way the world views Down syndrome and the acceptance of it. So I feel like they're teaching, you know you know, as they're growing, um, you know, so when Lucia was born to your question, I don't think I was even thinking about, I was just thinking, what's the next thing, you know, very close. I wasn't like Hmm. projecting years to come, but in 27 years, I think that's going to be different for a mom that just has a baby. Because there was nothing that we would look and say, oh, there's where we want to go. There, there, you know, Lucia drives. I, I didn't know that that was a possibility. So 
I wasn't thinking, oh, she's going to drive, she's going to get married. It was shorter goals, but I think the beauty of now. So I think Michelle and I, when we talk to families, we tell them all the time, it's the best time to have a child with Down syndrome uh, because the world is so much more accepting because there's so many of them like them that have jobs, that have relationships, that are thinking of getting married, that drive, like they're bilingual, like there's so much more. So, and I often think what in 20 more years, you know, what else? Because in our, you know, this is what happened to us, but what's going to happen for this generation that was born now and has all these options. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the really positives about social media is that more people are able to see what is possible. Who would have thought that Mm -hmm. 40 million people Mm -hmm. would see their proposal and be like, oh, wow, okay, that happens. That can happen for my kid too. Right. Yeah, it brings so much hope. Right. Yeah, and how many people, yeah, how many people seeing that, that's the first time they've ever even considered that people with Down syndrome can get engaged and then have relationships that and be committed and have a lifelong partner. Yeah. I, so I love that Matthew said like the start of a new generation because I I'm Macy is only 15. So I'm only a decade That's... behind you, but even in that amount of time, it's always been a conversation in our home with all of our kids. Like, like it was for me as a person without a disability of someday getting right. married and it's, like that's just been a thing even 10 years later with Mason in August. August wants August talks about getting married almost every day. He wants to get married, he wants to have kids, he wants to do all these things and and even thinking through like when August was a tiny baby, I remember talking with a mom who had an adult son with down syndrome and she was saying something about if him wanting to have kids and this August is 10, so almost almost 10 years ago and my first reaction was like never. Like I could never imagine and that mom said if he wants to be a dad, then I'm going to be the best grandma that I can be. And that, like, I remember that moment, like it planted a seed in me of, hey, like, I don't know as much as I think I do about my own kids and about this diagnosis, right? Like, there's so much more here that I don't understand. I can't even begin to understand. And then our kids just go before us and they're like, this is who we are and this is what we're going to do. And it's, it really is such a thrill to get to witness. And I love I think Lucia and Matthew, because of who you are, like the age you are in this time, you are, you're leading, you're like, you're leaders in the community in a really beautiful way. So I just, I just love all you guys so much. You're doing a good job. So don't screw up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Don't screw up. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Michelle you're so funny okay while the moms are here I want to talk a little bit about the what I view my understanding and I could be very wrong and missing things here as a mom raising kids with down syndrome and watching other families who uh, you as we know you're not the first people with down syndrome to get engaged and get married like we know other people right and watching those things and then there's a the television show down for love um down for love yeah we watching those relationships and we had the creator of that show on the podcast and talked about how when creating a dating show or you have two people with down syndrome dating, it's not just, that's not just it. Whereas oftentimes when you have two people without an intellectual disability dating, 
they're doing it without the family. I mean, the family's always involved somehow, but it's a different dynamic, um, like a partnership almost. Would you guys agree with that in your experience? And would you, I would love to hear from all four of you even on your perspective around that idea of, yes, it's Matthew and Lucia. Yes, it's their life. But the support system from the family, there's like a necessity for that because they have Down syndrome that wouldn't exist if they didn't. 100%. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Tell, can you, can you expand a little bit more on your experience with that as the moms? You go. (laughs) Absolutely. There's no, there's no question. Um, I think it can go either way. I was talking not too long ago with a mom whose son was dating it. They, one had an intellectual disability. The other one had Down syndrome and the families just didn't mesh. And as much Mm. the kids wanted to, or the young adults wanted to be together, it didn't work for the families. And so it didn't work for the young adults, which is sad. Uh, Mm. It's, it's, I understand completely how that happens, but if those young adults had been typical, it really wouldn't have mattered. They would have gone and done their own thing anyway. Um, yeah, I think we were lucky that we liked each other. So, you know, they were dated, they were going out and having a date and we were having a, right. a lunch, a dinner, walking in the mall, like, it, you know, we were there, but, it, you know, you weren't that bad to hang out with. So, um, so that made it easy. And, you know, a lot of the times, no, we are the transportation, yep. you know, you want to go to this, you want to go to that. Well, somebody has to take you and somebody has to pick you up and, um, so that's something that we're looking towards the future, where they're going to go live some place that they can be independent, that they're not going to rely as much on us and that they can have a full life outside of us. You know, we're always going to be there for sure. Like we're there for all our kids, mm-hmm. but maybe in a smaller capacity. But mm-hmm. so for Lou, Lou, yeah. wasn't it important for you to have the family in Argentina meet Matthew? Yeah, it was so nice have them to meet Matthew. And how did you do it? Because we couldn't, you know, Matthew couldn't go. So you would set up what, like FaceTime or oh, yeah. Skype or at the time, wasn't that Skype? Yeah. yeah. Actually, it was more like Zoom with you and also WhatsApp as well. Yeah, so you would introduce Matthew mm-hmm. to the family, and it was important for Lou. You know, you told me one day, I want our family to meet Matthew, and I want them to get along, and I want them to um, accept him. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, so it was really important for Lou, although the family is so far away, she on her own said, oh, I want to set up a Zoom, or I want to set up a FaceTime, or, mm-hmm. you know, with cousins and uncles and aunts for them to meet him. So, um, so that was important, even with distance. It was fun getting to know the, the Argentina part of Lucia's feeling because little did I know when I proposed to Lucia, um, I would be part of Argentinian <laughs> through marriage. I have a little bit of a Hispanic background on my mom's part because my mom's dad was born in in Cuba, but I, I didn't realize, oh, I'm going to be more Hispanic than I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah. And what else is That's right. That's right. How, uh, you know, what else is important that you learn a little Spanish, no? Mm-hmm. Who's teaching yeah. you? I was yeah. just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Lucia has been teaching me 
little bit of Spanish. Like I, I already knew the basic Spanish, like the numbers, hola, <laughs> and Feliz Navidad, all that kind of stuff. But 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 she's teaching me slightly more Spanish, Spanish. So, but but, but the ultimate goal is for me to understand my new part of my family. Yeah. Yes, because you guys, this is not just people with Down syndrome getting married. This is a interracial and interethnic, like a yeah, an interracial marriage. Yeah. This is very, very and exciting. Yeah. Along those lines, um, I think that one of the things that is vitally important is, and I, we've had over the ten years that they've been dating, we've had times where it wasn't super easy. One of us had to say something to the other one that wasn't the most comfortable thing that you wouldn't necessarily have to say to a prospective in-law, but, you know, we've had to be sure that we have open communication and that we can be honest with each Mm -hmm. other. Um, and I think we do a pretty good job. So I think that's critical really. Yeah. It was important for both of us to be on the same page and that the, Wherever we were going, we were going together. It's yeah. not that one was going this way and the other one thought it was going to go that way. That we were pretty much understanding where this was going. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew and Lucia, as you hear your moms talking about this and have an understanding of that need for the family support um, in a way that's more significant because you both have Down syndrome, can you share a little bit of your thoughts hearing your parents your moms talk about that yes i i can like my mom has been part of my entire entire life like she she's been like no matter where i am in, in my life my mom's always there because of me it's not my thousand and i was born because of me mom and, and maria started gg's raleigh like 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 all their developments are because of of me and and Lucia and our undying love, <laughs> and I just love to say thanks to my mother and and my future mother in law for being my support. And one of the things that I'm, I'm doing when I spend time at Lucia's house is slowly introducing myself to. Spanish foods like like <laughs> like she introduced me to chorizos and no doubt know I love chorizos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good, it's so good because it's so I like I am hearing you guys and thinking of my own kids and how different it is and how the same it is, right? Like all yeah. at the same time. Yep. Um, and yeah. just I can't. I feel like I'll, I'll just start crying thinking talking about it too much, but. I know as a parent with all three of my kids, I, I want them to know love. I want them to love and be loved if that's what they want. And the thought of Macy walking down an aisle, I can't even, I will just burst into tears. Like how, okay, Matthew, you asked the Lucia's parents for their blessing. I need to know this story because that just brings me to tears thinking about it. What did you, what was that? What'd you do? It was about maybe a, a, a year ago when I asked for for the, the blessing. I, I was here having lunch with M- Maria here and 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 Lucia's father. We dropped Lucia off of at at work, and but while Lucia was working, we were having lunch, and and out the blue, I I said, 
Hey, Maria, Fran, I'd like to have your blessing to, to propose to your daughter. And Maria knew it was coming, but she didn't know it was no. coming that, that soon. So it threw Maria off guard. <laughs> Oh my God, I thought I was going to fall off my chair and more, more so when my husband was going to fall off the chair. And I'm like, oh my God, what is he going to say? What is he going to respond? What did he say? Um, I said, yes. What did he, what did he say? Though? What did Fran say? Um, I don't know what the word, but he... He said, what does that mean, Matthew? I remember that. What does that mean? And he said, a long engagement. A, a long engagement because I... I like to think practically. <laughs> I know you do. I love this about you, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. So that that was good because we needed some time. So that was it that was good. Thing up through. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought of the long engagements because I wanted to replicate what we had as boyfriend and girlfriend. Because we've been boyfriend and girlfriend for for eight years. And I kind of want to replicate it in, in such a way for the being a fiance to to learn yeah. the, the ropes because the goal for Lucia mm-hmm. and I is to not just get married, is to sign sign our own lease and live in an apartment together. And and that takes mm-hmm. a lot of time. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're in a new in a new phase. Phase where we have mm-hmm. to see how all of this is gonna look. So people when people ask you, Oh, when is it gonna have oh such a long engagement? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> like we wanna mm-hmm. make sure that this works, that that they also understand what they're getting into. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. good to talk about and make sure that communication is good and what it, what your thing is, what the other one's thinking, uh, what are their strengths. And maybe one has, I think they complement each other so well. They're um, really, um, I think that what Lucia doesn't have, Matthew has and vice versa. And that's so important because I think that's going to make it sustainable that they do come together have what it takes to live together and live a happy mm-hmm. life. And so on the topic of your engagement, it's going to be a long engagement. And how are you, what does that mean for like plans? Like Lucia, are you looking at dresses? Are you guys looking at venues or what is, how do you see all that taking place over the years of this engagement? Yes. <laughs> I know we're doing on non engagement, so we have to start talking about the wedding plans to just get. Mm-hmm. So we need to um, complete some of the goals that we need to work on. And but, but yes, but we have had some, yeah. um, you know, in the forty million, and I don't know how many comments we've had some lovely offerings mm. of um, carrots a bag. Um, has offered to make Lucia's dress. Wow. Um, and she, like, I went to her website and it's incredible. And we've had, like, people- she's a designer in New York. Yeah. She reached out when she saw the video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This and is then, so special. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. What else? Photographers and photographers. photographers yeah. And wedding planners. Wedding well. planners. Yes. Horse and carriage. Yeah. Not too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Everybody wants to be a part of it and they're all like, oh, we'll do it. You know, this is for us or gift for you. And um, so that is that is lovely. You know, it's it it takes a village. It's going to be a village. Oh, my gosh. The community. Uh, aspect. Huge... Um, mm-hmm. I yes. have offered to officiate or do whatever 
and I'll pay you. Oh, yes. So you tell us what yeah. what you want me to pay you, and I'm going to do it. Um, or you just tell me, okay, whatever I need to do to be a part of this ma- okay. magic yeah. moment. I'm sort of kidding, but we can talk off camera. Um, just- no, just- <laughs> uh, I love, I think there's something really magical um, that I've experienced raising my kids with Down syndrome of that community aspect. Like that when when the opportunity arises, that rallying around that is just really different and really beautiful. And it seems like this wedding is going to be such an opportunity for, for your families, your community, your friends, but then like then the larger Down syndrome community and then like the larger human community to just come wrap their arms around something that is just so magical. And um, it's really, really beautiful. I'm so I'm just really happy for you, Matthew and Lou. These are just the oh, thank you. cutest. Okay. What <laughs> have you thought about your first dance at least? Because you guys are ballroom dancers. I know you're already practicing. Um, <laughs> so right now we're just practicing the hour showcases. Okay. But it's really fun. We're still frequent trying to f- figure out that aspect because we have been talking about the wedding plans, getting the information, but we're, we're not actively planning on the wedding. We're just focus, focusing on making our plans easier for us to manage first. I know, but for your first dance, I'm sure that Natalia, you're phenomenal. I am. Actually, I, I know Natalia's our dance teacher. She's amazing. She's awesome. Yeah, and she's going to probably come up with like an awesome choreography. Like, I'm sure. I don't know what the song's going to be. But... I, I just have a few songs in mind. So. Oh, she so, has yeah. a few songs in mind. Yes. One of them, we're one of, of the ones that, that we're choosing. We're going to do for our fourth showcase, which is very exciting. When is that? When is your fourth showcase? Um. So they do showcases. Throughout the year, but we usually do the, the one in October. Okay. I love, I've watched some of your ballroom dancing that you share on social media, and I still have a goal in my heart as well to be in, to see you guys dance at a showcase because it's so good. I love that you both share the love of dance. That's so fun. What are um some other yeah, things okay. you, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Lucia. Uh, actually, yeah, that was right. You, you have been talking about, so that's good. What are some other things you love to do together? Wow. First, I know when I um, <laughs> when, um go see a movie or have dinner or lunch or go for walks as well. Yes, and and when when I and we love spending the nights together. So in that case, we we love having breakfast together. We love just hanging out until the late hours of of the of the night. We just love having fun we also love dancing on on our our dates we just love bonding together very cool very very cool for our last question together thinking about our listeners i want both if the moms can answer this too but matthew and lou what advice would you give to somebody who might feel a little bit nervous about dating 
But um, yeah, for me, for like for Dana, I feel so just nervous. But just take it slow, and then also give it a chance as well to know each other. And it could be a beautiful thing. Yes, and and also there are many resources out there, and and two of those resources are on TV. For for those that are parents, there's a, a show called Life Goes Goes On, which is Steve Burke, who plays the the main character with Down syndrome, Corky, and then and for Lucia's in my generation, being twenty seven and and twenty six, the show called Born This Way, four seasons on on any and you can have access access it on on Apple TV is a a, a docu series which documents the lives of adults with Down syndrome, which at that time were close to our age, accomplishing the goals of living on their own, marriage, how to overcome jealousy, all that stuff. So my, my advice is watch Life Goes On and watch Born's Way so you can have the hope that you've been wanting. Mm, I love that. And then to the mamas in the room, um, advice for the listeners. Think about like people with babies all the way through adults who are raising their loved one with Down syndrome. Advice you would have for them um, on their child's journey to relationship, whether it's dating or if they're already in a relationship with someone what, and they want to get married. What advice do you have? What advice do we have? Follow their lead, I guess. Um Talk a lot. Mm, Talk a lot. Yeah, because I think I think once you realize that they do, like I think it all, you know, the proposal came and 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 well before the proposal, Matthew started coming over. I know you said babies, but I'm talking when I realized this is gonna Mm. this might work. And I think the realization was Mm -hmm when Matthew started coming over for um, to sleep over, of course, and each one in their rooms, that uh, he would spend the whole weekend with us. And that's when I realized and I saw them like doing activities. They would go out to lunch and then come back and play Wii and they would laugh and they would dance and they would go out for walks. Like they, they really did so many things that were typical and and they never like, you know, mm-hmm. I, we went to counseling mm-hmm. because that's the other thing we did. You know, we want to make sure they understand what's happening. So we did some counseling. We wanted to make sure they were able to communicate with one another. And adequately. have a good, and, and that's, that's where I was going. And actually enjoy each other and have fun. Like at, at the therapy, the therapist was trying to make them fight or disagree. And she, every session sure. we would come out and she would be like, uh, I don't know what happens, but I cannot make them disagree. I cannot make them like be upset with their, each mm-hmm. other. Or so it was nice to see that when he comes over, they really have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those that are babies, um, you know, the sky's the limit. Like you know, there's like just think about your kid as your other kids, uh, because. You know, in 20 years, there's a lot more yeah. things that will happen that we have no idea. So it's it's awkward and difficult when any of your kids gets a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a significant other. It's it's a it's a transition for yeah. everyone. 
it's no different. It's just a we're a little more evolved in yeah. this one than if they were typical. But yeah, it's good. But that is great. That's great. Well, you guys, thanks for being on the podcast today and sharing your love story with us here. Lou, it's so fun to have you on. You know we're going to have you guys on again and again and again and again. Um, I hope <laughs> I and the moms. Thank you, mamas, for hopping in here and sharing your your wealth of wisdom. I have both your phone numbers, so I feel like I will be reaching out over the years to come, certainly for more of that wisdom. Um, listeners, you can follow along at on Instagram at Matthew Schwab Speaks. And just a reminder, Matthew Schwab is a speaker, um, an incredible public speaker, and he does that for his job. So if you have an event that you are looking for a keynote, I cannot recommend him more. And then Lou is on Instagram at Romano Lucia one. So make sure you're following along. We'll have links to that links, to anything that you heard in today's episode. We're going to take a break and be right back. I don't know about you guys, but planning for the future has always been overwhelming for me. I am overwhelmed by the details of investments, savings accounts, and trusts. I spent a lot of moments afraid of a future that I often don't know how to plan for. And having a child with a disability can make all of those things feel so much bigger and more terrifying. That's why Enable Special Needs Planning exists. They provide families with simple solutions and a unique approach to special needs planning. When Chris and I met with our team at Enable, they talked to us about so much more than ACE's needs. They talked about our dreams as a couple and as a family. They worked with us around the savings we were creating for our other children. And they gave us the kind of expert advice we needed to feel secure and prepared. Enable wants to help you create a comprehensive plan for your entire family. Find out more at enablesnp.com. And it's time to wrap it up. Friends and listeners, you can go to luckyfew.co and use code podcast to get 10% off any of the narrative shifting gear you see over there. Thank you to Josh Avis for editing the episode and Ashley Fakalasi for producing it. Again, to our guests for being on. I hope this is an episode that you love and you share it with all your family and friends. And while you're doing that, when you hit share, also hit subscribe if you haven't already. And you can head to luckyfewpodcast.com for show notes. Be following along on social media at the Lucky Few Pod. Don't forget that we are always here cheering you on because you're slaying it and we love you. Can't wait to be together next week. Until then, goodbye. You guys want to say bye? Yeah, thank bye. you. Thank you. Bye, guys.